Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Are you ready to live with more joy and contentment in your life? Are you ready to live in freedom of other people's opinions and people-pleasing? Are you ready to grow in your faith in God and be who he's created you to be? If you are, but just feel stuck in figuring out how to do that, I want to invite you to do a one-on-one mentorship session with me. Send me an email and we'll chat to see if it's a good fit. What do you got to lose? Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. It is time for another bonus episode, and this one is really near and dear to my heart. I am talking to my new friend, Candice, who is the new host of the podcast, Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose, that just dropped in May, so that's so exciting. But we are going to talk about when God calls us to wait. Oh my goodness. I know that this is going to touch so many of you and I'm believing encourage so many of you. So let's get into it. Hi, Candice. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on and to connect with you and your audience. So before we dive into this juicy topic, because it's a, it's a heavy one, why don't you give us sort of the 67, 60 second Cole's notes of who is Candace? Who's Candace? Well, um, I am a wife, a mom of two. Uh, I keep calling them little babies, but one's three and one is one. Um, a oh, they're still mom. babies. They're, they're still, still babies. babies. Good. Because <laughs> people are like, I'm a toddler preschooler. So anyway, <laughs> um, but I'm also a bonus mom of an 18 year old who just graduated from high school, headed to college. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Uh, Also, I am a school psychologist by trade. So that's my day job. But uh, God has put this passion in my heart to start a podcast. I'm also going to be a published author soon. So that's exciting. So I have a lot of things going on right now, but I am just very grateful for this opportunity. Yes, God is using you. And I know that part of your story and what is leading to your book that you can share about later. Um, and what's leading to this podcast is actually coming out of this place of waiting mm-hmm. and this place of heartbreak and this place of wondering, God, when will you fulfill the dream that you placed in my heart and the hope that I had? Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that story? Okay. Uh, well, you know, back When we think about growing up, like as a child, I grew up with both of my parents in the household. Um, There's TV shows and everything. And, you know, the Disney princess, like shining armor, prince, charming, all the things. And so I think, you know, just being fed a lot of that growing up, um, that 
marriage is the is the goal kind of thing. Uh, and so I kind of just always had this desire I could from as far back as I can remember of that's what I'm supposed to do at some point. And then it turned into that's really what I want to do. And so as a, as, you know, like a teenager and everything growing up, like I found myself always, I was kind of a little boy, crazy teenager. And then growing <laughs> up, uh, just always having that desire to want to be married. And uh, it kind of just took over because I when I was in high school, like I didn't really have the goal of what I wanted to be when I grew up, what kind of career I wanted to have. It was very much, I want to get married and have a family. And that was my number one thing above all else, unfortunately, you know? Um, And so just, you know, I dated someone in high school and throughout college. And then I found myself in my mid twenties, that relationship ended. And I, instead of taking time to kind of get to know myself and, you know, really work on myself, I just kind of jumped into another relationship and all because I had this desire to be married. And so I really, I, my relationship back then with God, I grew up in church and of course, you know, it was more of the ritual than the relationship with Mm -hmm. God. So it was like my mid twenties, I was starting to, you know, tiptoe into relationship with God, but of course it wasn't very deep at that time, but I would pray and I would ask God for a husband and that would be it. But instead of trusting and waiting for God to send the husband, I was trying to force something to happen on my own. And so as going to say, sometimes God gives us good desires, but we end up chasing the desire rather than the giver. Exactly. And we, we lose sight of God in the quest to obtain what he's promised. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, the desire for marriage in itself isn't a bad thing, but it's when we place it above all else. And that's what mm-hmm. I found myself doing in that season of my life. And it came to a point where I kind of was like, uh, you know, I'm just going to wait, God, I don't want to date anybody right now. And and then I, uh, in my late twenties, my husband, my now husband came along and, you know, he approached it as, you know, oh, I, you know, he had already heard from God that about marriage and stuff with me. We had known each other for a very, very long time since junior high school, but I was like, I hadn't heard. So I was like, God, could this be, but there was a few, you know, there was of course a lot of ups and downs. And at one point that relationship ended and it ended um, in such a way that I really thought it was over like really done. And so I feel like throughout that time, it had been maybe three years we had dated. And I feel like God had expressed to me that, you know, this is the relationship, but when it, uh, that would lead to marriage, but when it ended, then I was like, Oh wait, like, hold on. I was 30 years old. I just turned 30. And, um, I thought like, Oh, this is going to be the best. I'm 30. It's going to happen. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden the relationship ends and it ends. Like I said, I thought it was truly, truly over. So it made me start questioning whether or not I had really heard from God. And it was a lot of turmoil during that time, a lot of heartache dealing with, you know, okay, grief, um, having to grieve the loss of that relationship. Yeah. And so it wasn't really until I turned it over, you know, I said, um, when I was really thinking about this, I said that I was quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes, waiting on God, but trying to do things myself. But it wasn't until like the demise of this relationship that I actually surrendered to God for him to really bring about that desire that was in my heart. And then surrendering, I was like, I'm going to go. I went through the healing process. I was like, you know what, God, I'm serious this time. I don't want anyone else besides my husband. And I don't want that until you're ready for me to have it. 
And so it was like, I had been waiting all that time, but now I was in a season of waiting well, and I was connecting with God in such a grand and deep way. Ah, waiting well, that sounds so good. So let me ask you this. What is the difference between waiting and waiting well? (laughs) Because I think that's probably a very important nuance. And we can even look at how Abraham and Sarah did not wait well at the beginning. Mm -hmm. They had a promise, a promise that seemed impossible, but instead of trusting God, they grew discouraged in their waiting and tried to bring about the promised uh, descendant on their own. And instead we ended up with Ishmael instead of Isaac. So how do you go from waiting to waiting well? Okay. So that's interesting that you bring up uh, Abraham and Sarah in that situation. And, you know, I very much can, you know, the promise of course was very different, but it was very much, the process was very much the same. So I, just like them, I decided, you know, I was going to take matters into my own hands and I tried to make it happen just like they tried to make it happen. They're going to help God, so to speak. And so they did produce Ishmael, but me, I was like, I was trying to make things happen. And what I was producing was a lot of brokenness and in, in my own taking things into my own hands, there was a lot of brokenness, a lot of heartbreak and things that I actually later had to end up dealing with because, you know, I produced all of this toxic um, stuff out of those seasons of of trying to um, wait on God, but doing it myself. So when I decided to wait well, waiting well requires a a surrender. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when when the angel came in and um, Sarah heard them talking, saying that she would be pregnant uh, next year, that time that she would have a son. And she laughed because it's a little funny. And it's interesting because I kind of have a a similar story in that God came to me when I decided to wait well. He came to me during a time of fasting, prayer and fasting. And he spoke to me. He said, next year, this time you're going to be a wife. So I needed this time alone with you to pour into you because mm-hmm. next year, this time your life will be different. And I laughed and I got out. The sh- I was in the shower. I got out. I, I went ahead and wrote it down. I put a date to it, but I was not going to obsess over it. I decided that, you know, God, you made this promise. I put it in your hands. I prayed about it and I trusted him to bring it about. And that's the waiting well. Waiting well requires surrender. It requires that you surrender your desire for God's desire and that you chase his heart and not his hand. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and when I decided to do that and I'm like, really God saw my heart that it had changed from worshiping men in marriage to worshiping him with my heart. And that's, that was the, that was the change. That was the turning point where I started to see a difference. And the thing about it was nothing changed on the outside. My circumstance had not changed, but I was a completely different person. My mindset had changed. What I desired had changed. And by the time that, you know, that things were unfolding for me to enter into a relationship and, and ultimately marriage, I was very skeptical about that because I'm like, God, I'm finally in a place where I'm content. I love my life. It's you and me. We've been rocking for months now. Like I I love this place that I'm in. So I was kind of scared when it, when it came along that, you know, now you're going to enter into a relationship that's going to lead to marriage because I'm like, God, I don't want to mess up what you and I have now. And it used to be the other way around. 
I love how you said you had heart transformation friends. You know that you have heard me say this on other podcasts. God is after our heart. God is after our heart. And whenever we make anything an idol above him, he out of love will work it out to tear it down in our lives. If we are truly opening open to surrendering to him. And sometimes we get so blinded by the idols in our lives because they're good things. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily bad things, but we allow them to take precedent in our heart over our God. And he is so after our hearts and he will chase us down for our hearts. And I just love that you said that. I I so just appreciate God for that. You know, he revealed, there's so much that he revealed to me in the time of waiting and healing. I, I kept a journal and I love to go back and read during what was going on during that time. But one thing that he revealed to me was that, you know, he had played that the relationship and marriage was an idol and he would not let me get married that way because it would be catastrophic for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now I can totally see what it is. I've been married now for five, almost six years, and I could totally see why he said that. I can totally see why he said this. I need to be first because heartbreak doesn't necessarily end after marriage somebody's going to hurt your feeling, you know, your spouse is going to hurt your feelings. They're not perfect. And if you're worshiping that person and they let you down, who do you have to run to? Who do you go to? And so it was important to know, to be healed from not only like the, the experience and, and stuff from that relationship, but prior relationships that I had never taken time to heal from. I needed to heal in the weight And Mm -hmm. I needed to get to know myself because again, I had never really stopped to get to know who I was and what I wanted, what I desired. And they was, and of course God used it for my good because he birthed the podcast, a book and everything else out of it. And so I just love that. He wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. I mean, he bottled up every tear and now it's like trading uh, beauty for ashes. And my tears are now just like in a jar to be just illuminated. I love it. I love it. So you can see that on this side, but before you got to the other side, when there was discouragement, how did you hold on to faith? How did you overcome that and keep trusting? You know, it had gotten to the point of, I felt like there was nothing else to trust in. I felt like God was real. No, I had gotten to the point where I realized that there's no person on this earth that would be able to take away the pain that I felt and no one else who could illuminate and show me what, what, what else was to come. I, you know, my, my hope when my faith was pretty low. And so it was like, yada, I'm just putting all of this in your hand and I'm just going to trust you with it. And so just being able, just trusting him. And also you have to have a, a good community to pour into you. So mm. thank God. Like, I mean, my church family is amazing and I had people there, strong leaders, uh, strong friends who were able to pour into me. And so it wasn't all of this, you know, they know I'm heartbroken and just out of this relationship, but it wasn't, you know, man bashing and, you know, getting together to, to do that and, and focus on the negative. It was very much them pouring into me and speaking life, praying with me. Like those things are very important. And then like yes. years past, I had not had that. So now it's like, you know, people encouraging me to take time for myself and encouraging me to actually um, 
you know, take time for healing and discovering like who I am. So I'm very, very thankful for the community that I had around me during that time. And also I would say um, like the journaling I talked about to me, journaling is very, writing is very therapeutic. Yes. And so the journaling really, really helped me. I wrote prayers during that time. So when I did have times where I feel like I went to God and I did not know what to pray for or how to pray, or I was just so my mind was in turmoil. I would, I posted prayers. I had a little prayer room and I had a little board and I posted prayers and I would read the prayers. I'm like, I'm too, like, I felt like I was too weak to come up with the words on my own. So I would just read the prayers that I wrote during that season to just really get me through. And that helped a lot. It helped a lot. And then like in physical things, like I started exercising more, which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, boosts like th- those good hormones in, in your brain and helps, helps you to be a little more joyful and happy. And so things like that also really helped. Yes. I, I talk about that in my wellness community, which I don't, talk a lot about on the podcast, but separately, I run a faith-filled wellness community and we talk about the importance of moving our body and renewing our minds and nurturing our vessel. Like even God, Jesus had to eat and had to rest and had to do all those things. He had to take care of his physical vessel Mm -hmm. so that he could move forward with his spiritual calling. Yes, Right. So it's so important. So it sounds like surrender, trust, journaling, prayer, community, honoring the vessel that God gave you all work together to help you get through that season of waiting well. Yes, it really did. It really did. You know, because everything is so connected. We're we're complex human beings. Yes. And so, you know, our mind, our bodies, our soul, our spirit, everything is connected. And then we're made as a body to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And so I firmly believe that everything really needs to be in place there in order to do it, give it your all and give it your best and have the, the best opportunity to really heal and wait And like I said, the waiting, well, I did things like when, you know, after I felt like the initial hurt was really gone and I was able to like really start getting out more and things like that, I would go, I would invite God in to do things with me. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm watching a TV show. I'm like, well, God, come watch TV with me. And then I'm like, I'm going to go on a date. Some people had, for some reason, I had gotten several gift cards and I remember going out, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a table alone and I'm going to eat. And God, this is a date for you and I, and you picking up the tab with these gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I just, and I would bring up a book. I think I was reading, uh, he speaks by Priscilla Shire. I can distinctively remember that at some point. And I was in the restaurant eating my meal and reading my book. And they were like, somebody's joining you. Nope. Nobody's joining me. It's just me and Jesus. (laughs) I love that. Yes. So you dated Jesus. I did. And perfected the relationship while you waited. And that allowed you to enter into the promise the woman God wanted you to be in order to fill that role. Yes. And I, I mean, it, the transformation was so great. And I know what God meant when he told me, like, I needed this time alone with you because next year, this time you're going to be a wife. But I had no idea how much my life would change being a wife and then becoming a mother and all those things. And so he wanted to pour this foundation. You know, I really, I had never been in my word and I never studied the Bible 
never participated in worship to that level, to that degree, like I did then. So I really, really got the word in my heart, not just, you know, knowing the word, but really trying to live the word. And so I got it into my heart. And so now it's like, when I pray, I'm like, God, you know, the Holy Spirit taught me during that time how to pray the word of God. And now I'm like, when I go and I'm praying over my children, I'm praying over my marriage, I'm praying over my household. I, I can spit those scriptures out like, you know, but not just memorizing. It's like knowing what they mean and, and how yeah. to really like apply it. And so it was really, truly a foundation that he was pouring into me, preparing me for the season that I'm currently in. Yes, friends, I always tell you, you need to get into the word. And I know it can seem overwhelming to do it, especially if you haven't grown up in the word, but you need to get the word in your heart. You need to know the truth. You need to know who God is and who he created you to be. And that story is all in the scripture. It empowers your faith. It empowers your prayers. It empowers your walk. It empowers your calling. It empowers everything about what God wants to do in and through you. Get into the word. I love that. Before we wrap this up, Is there any words of encouragement you could give the listener who is waiting right now and really needs to to learn how to wait well and trust? What I would really want to say to that person is just to remember that you're not missing out on anything when you're in the wait, that God, you will get where you, where God wants you to be. And just really surrender your heart because that scripture that says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart is so true. But we have to remember that the desires that God wants to give us is the desires that he places in our hearts. So you have to allow yourself to really go through the transformation of being open and surrendered so that you can, so that your heart is um, a flesh and that it is ready to receive the promises and desires that he has for you because his desires are better than ours. We might mm. think like, oh, but I really want this, but just to, just think for a moment to just surrender that for his desire. And when he, like, I never, th- I never knew I wanted to be an author or a podcaster. Those are desires that God placed in my heart, which are so much better than what I had planned for myself. Mm-hmm. So just remember that his plans are better than ours and just trust, allow that to build your trust in him and know that you will have the desires and you're going to love what it is that he place, places in your heart because he's not going to give you something that you just hate. He's going to give you something that you're going to love. If you think you don't love it, you're going to grow to love it. <laughs> I but love um, you know, it's just, you will get the desires of your heart. But the, the first thing is just delighting yourself in the Lord. And that just means like, a, like uh, we've both been talking about getting in the word and knowing who God is. When you get in there and you learn who he is, what his character is, what his, what he's promised you, then you can be like, you know what? I can, this sounds like a really good father, like a really good father. He wants to give you the good things. So just delight yourself and and you'll be able to wait. Well, promise. I love that. Where can my listeners find you? You have the goodbye heartbreak. Hello purpose podcast. What other, and I'll put this on the show notes, friends, not to worry, but where (laughs) else can they find you? And when is your book coming out? (laughs) Okay. Well, on the uh, social media handles, 
I am on Instagram at goodbye, heartbreak, hello, purpose. You, I have a Facebook group that you can join. I'm kind of using for the podcast uh, to continue conversations there right now called Christian women overcoming heartbreak and finding purpose. You can find me there and I'll make sure you have the link for that too. And um, my book will be released right now. We're going with the date of October 1st. Uh, It's a devotional 365 days of goodbye, heartbreak, hello, purpose. I love that. Uh, You have been such a delight and such an encouragement. And I just, when I hear you talk about your story and guys, I can actually see Candace's face right now. She is glowing at the goodness of how God has transformed her heart. And I can see it. So if you are waiting and if you are struggling, I wish you could see a picture of Candace right now. So you could see how good it's going to get when God finishes doing in you what he needs to do in you. Thank you so much. This has been great. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Candace. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.